Welcome to episode 701 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Rightio team, welcome along to episode 701 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsome and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? Pretty good, Bevan. Happy New Happy Year. Twen- we're in the new decade, John. 2020. I can see I it can clearly. See it clearly. Yeah, you got in first. <laughs> yeah. Belinda's business is going to be pulling out a few of those lines this year. Oh, definitely. Definitely. She's, in, she's in laser eye surgery, if you didn't know. There you go. You can see clearly in 2020 with Belinda Newsome. That's right. Uh, John, how was your Christmas New Year's? Great Christmas, New Year's. Thanks, Bevan. What would you give for Christmas? I got a cookbook. Oh, nice. Do you like a cookbook? And some up- Yeah, I do like a good cookbook. It was the Nadi, uh, Jamie Oliver. Now, the vegetable ones. you get a cookbook. Vegetable, Belinda gets a cookbook. Oh, did she get a cookbook as well? Wow, you guys are pretty predictable. Very crazy. And uh, when you do the cookbook thing, do you, how often do you actually use the cookbook to cook a meal? I would say out of a cookbook, there's usually, I reckon I'd find about five recipes I'd use. Okay. And how often so. do you have to use cookbook until they're imprinted in your mind? No, it's permanent. Oh, p- yeah. Pretty permanent. permanent. Pull the book out every time. Yep. Yeah. Even what did you get for Christmas? Well, I got money. Lots of money. Not so lots nice. of money, but I'm saving for a piano. Right. Piano I want. There is one on Trade Me that want five, six. I offered four, seven. They wouldn't take it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty cheap. I'll, I'll probably end up getting this one. Um, so I probably need about 6,000. I've got. Three and a half, four thousand saved. Nice. So I'm, I'm getting there, John. I'm getting there. Christmas definitely helped. Gotcha. I'm talking proudly brought to you by Extreme Endurance, Big Buffer, and our patrons. And let's name a few, Jumbo. Peter, the Explosion Curry. We've got Mike Pizzle Smizzle. And Mandy T Mac Towler. The old T Mac Towler. This week we've got news, hot topic of the week. We've got a high five. We've got a pro of the week, website of the week. It's a pretty traditional show here, John. Yes. Questions and answers. And then we've got some. Well, Wanger of the week. Wanger of the week at the end there. Okay, Jombo, not much happening in the triathlon world over Christmas. We had a couple of small races happening. Um, mainly the only one really was the 70.3. Is it, it's just a half, isn't it's it? It's a half Ironman. Tauranga half. I'd say it's one of our, it's our probably longest standing New Zealand race we've got. Uh, so yeah, Would you say only- it's still the most prestigious? Uh, probably not, no. I'd say... Uh, and a half at least. Yeah. There's, there's, we're, in New Zealand we only have... You've got Wanaka? Probably, Wanaka. You got Tauranga, Tauranga, Taupo, Taupo, Taupo Auckland. again. No, there's no Auckland anymore. There's the Oxman. It's <laughs> so a, a premier event. So in New Zealand, we have two two half Ironmans in the South Island, which is the Oxman and Wanaka half. And then in the North Island, we'd have Taupo, Tauranga, Tauranga again at Ironman time. There's one in Taupo Napier, again. and then there's maybe uh, and then there's Rotorua. So it's probably only five or six. In New Zealand, we've probably got about seven half Ironmans. Okay, and you say the premier one is the Taupo. Yeah, I don't, none of them are really that premier anymore. I'd, say, I'd almost say Wanaka probably is actually. Yeah, no, I'd say Wanaka is probably the premier one. Okay. Gets a bit, probably gets the best field. Yep. This traditionally was. This traditionally was, Towering Half was was uh, very prestigious. So for a long time, it was almost the only half Ironman. And we had a new course record this year, so a young fellow to watch yeah. out for. He did also win the prestigious Tapo 70.3 oh, in, de- in December. But he set a new course record, which was bloody impressive. By three and a half minutes. And it was with Braden Curry, so it's no schmuck who had it. Yeah, I mean, the other times were also pretty quick. If you think the second place, Jack Moody, he was three minutes, uh, about three minutes, 15 seconds behind. So he, so he probably would have been, been under as well. Uh, so 
obviously a fast day, but pretty impressive. Hannah Wells won the females race by over 10 minutes, uh, so pretty impressive. So the young fellow who won is Kyle Smith, who's a Kiwi. Um, he finished 11th at the ITU Worlds last year uh, in the under-23 division. Uh, so he swam there, he swam an 18-10, ran a, uh, biked a 58-51 and ran a 33-59, and that sort of run is... Um, not going to get you any get anywhere sort of on the World Cup circuit, so maybe he's uh, decided to try his hand at half Ironman, and he's had some pretty immediate success. And when you look through guys like this, like they're probably a dime a dozen in terms of around the different countries around the world with these talented young under twenty threes who probably might not quite make it on the world scene. But um, is it too early to know? He's born in nineteen ninety seven, so he is only mm. twenty one, twenty no twenty three. So. Um, is it too early to know? Uh, yes, I'd say it is in terms of reaching his maximum potential. Yeah. But in terms of him being a world beater, you'd probably have a fairly good idea now in terms of your running potential. Okay. You'd, you'd probably have a bit of prediction going, well, I could probably get to a competitive level, but to be, you know, like a top tenner, you've got to, you'd have to have be showing signs that you could be, you know, running well under 30 minutes for a 10K. And if you're not there and if you get this, immediate success at a half Ironman you'd be going well I'll probably make a bit of a living out of this all these other races he's doing is probably not making any money yeah so good luck to him but then you also lose the support of the government system that's true you know so although how much would he be support would he be getting not a great deal yeah so it's mm. a bit of a catch although awesome two races two wins that's Go. how you want to start your career and so he'll, he'll be uh, with that he will have got his ticket for the 70.3 worlds in Taupo uh, oh, later this year as well yeah. which will be great Oh wait a second! Was that a qualifying event? Well, no, he, he because he oh, won, he won the, the last one. Won in uh, Hannah Wells, uh, Doctor Hannah Wells. Yep, smoked it. She's having a good. Got year, a bit of she? good news time in New Zealand as well. She had two stories. Well, one story the day before the race on our national news channel, and then uh, they had a good post-race uh, story on the race as well. So she's getting plenty of airtime. And I think last year, I think they said she went undefeated over seventy point three races that she did. All of them were in New Zealand, Australia, and this sort of neck of the woods. I think maybe she went to the states. I'm not sure. Maybe she did. Is Hannah Wells the one who wins Kens? No, Who's no, that, that was. Uh, Teresa Adams. Adams, So does Hannah do long? She doesn't, but I think she was saying this year she's going full-time. So she's also a researcher, doctor. um, But this year she's going full-time, and I believe, I think she is. Okay. Everybody who's on social media, we already know all the stuff, but Bevan and I are just... Oh, mate, I'm I'm over social media. I'm not in Twitter sphere. Jombo, just just looking at the age group winners, a few iconic IM Talk listeners here. Rob Dallymore took out the 40 to 44, and then Craig Kirkwood... 45 to 49 age groups. God, nice work. But Craig took out Rob Dalymore. Oh, very nice. Good oh, work. Oh, you, you two would know that happened. Uh, so good stuff. That was pretty much the only race we had over the last period of time. The, probably one of the biggest pieces of news we've got this week is that Frodo is going to back to Race Road. And we're going to be there. I know. We've got to get a long interview with him. Yeah. All right. Good luck with that. Well, I might, I might go to Felix. So yeah. look, can you hook us up? Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's going to be awesome. Uh, I, I, we're going to hear a little bit later on the things I'm excited about for 2015 and what Frodo does uh, it's going to be interesting because wait a second say that again the uh, things you're excited about for 2020 don't you mean 2020 yeah 2015 2015 2020 anyway, oh, I'm excited 2015 wait a second yeah, this is going to be great to see what he does in road if he gets a nice day 
and if he goes ballistic, how fast he could actually go is going to be fascinating because when he set that record all the way back in 2016 uh, not that we were there but it sounds like the day was very good I was looking at an article on triathlete.com 45.22 rode 409.22 ran 240.35 unbelievable for a 735.39 yeah awesome Uh, but I reckon he's probably his biking has probably advanced a bit since then maybe yeah but what about age He's, yeah, you know, but he went as f- fast as ever last year. So, I, uh, the one thing I'd say is the run course now is not quite as quick as oh, what true. it was back then. Yep. So that probably counts against him. Um, and it'd be helpful if he had somebody on the bike, but because he's such a good swimmer, he's probably not going to have anybody on the bike. Uh, but I think he can run faster than that. But on the new course, maybe not. But anyway, I'm just excited to see how quick he can go. It's going to be awesome. What do you reckon? Um do we know anybody else who's been announced in the field yet? Not that I've seen, no. Because if you get a good sw- swim biker mm. to go with him. Yeah. Because that's the thing, like, the, you know, the old traditional record that sat around forever, mm. which was wrote back in like 20, 1997, wasn't it? I think Something it was. like that, yeah. And they had four of them on the bike. Just they, smashing it. Four just, big hammers on the bike. Yeah, they just, it was, you was it, Jürgen Jack. Um, and then uh, Thomas Hellregel uh, and then Luke Van Laird and I think there might have been somebody else. And these guys were in the day. These were guys Beasts. just yeah. on the bikes, just to try. And they got Scott. You know who's got the biggest one on the bike? Mm. And then uh, Luke Van Leer was an amazing runner. Yeah. So yeah, but looking back at 2016 again, uh, Fredino that record held forever too, didn't it? Oh, this this record's. If he can't break it himself, who knows who's going to break it. But when he did do the 7.35, he won by 21 minutes over Joe Skipper uh, and Daniela Reef equally, but he doesn't get the attention that she perhaps deserves at this race, went 8.22, also winning by 20 minutes over good quality fields. Yeah. So Just, come on, Frodo, let's see you lay it all down. Yeah, it would be awesome to see. Uh, the other thing we've heard this week, uh, over the holiday period is that Brownlee is going to be aiming to get to the Olympics in 2020. Uh, he, he, did you read the article? I did. It's got a good article, isn't it? He? He's quite circumspect about it, kind of just saying... It's not all about winning. Yeah, he's kind of, there's a shift, isn't there? Mm. <laughs> the Which funniest. is interesting, really, isn't it? Because the only thing we know about Brownlee is he's... He's a winner. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, when you think, well, I know Cone didn't go great to him this year, but when we look at, we're going to be talking about the fastest times of last year, he's up there. You know, yeah, and you think if you want to keep your career winning, but that Olympic kind of dream, I'd definitely say he's got a better chance of winning Kona. Yeah, than go- he would of winning the Olympics, or even meddling at the Olympics. Yeah, so, I know what you're going to laugh about the photo. Oh, hilarious! Yeah. <laughs> We've probably discussed this before. There's quite a long article on BBC. Great and, article. Uh, I'll put a link to it. In the there's show a notes. picture of him. Uh, in Beijing. In Beijing. So it's not even when he's a kid. Yeah, before the Beijing Olympics. Doesn't even look like he's got pubes, John. Oh, he, honestly, <laughs> if you said to me, Harold's that kid? That, that, Harold's that kid, you, you could easily pass a 12-year-old. No exaggeration. No, no, well, I actually thought, <laughs> I thought it was him when he was 12-year-old because it goes, um, Tokyo 2020 comes 12 years after a fresh-faced Alistair made his Olympic debut in Beijing. So I thought, I just saw 12 years and I thought, oh, that's him at 12 years. And then I read the article. I was back it up. That's the picture from the Olympics. And you're thinking, oh, they might have grabbed uh, pictures from somewhere online, but it's actually got the Olympic rings in the background with Team GB. So it is must be at the Olympics. He looks very young. Jeez. Good luck to him. How did he do that? He didn't do great. Oh, no, he, he was just about got a medal. Well, he was, was he, there was two guys that break, broke away on the bike. Uh, it was Duke Bockel and Duke Bockel. somebody else. Um, 
another European guy, I can't remember the name right now, but then uh, there was a ne- the, the next group that came through and he was uh, running in front of Doherty and all those guys that meddled for quite some time. Oh, really? Yeah, no, he was right in the mix. And then from... Uh, and now I'm thinking, who's this kid in this race? Yeah, and then immediately after that, then, his seat, then he just sort of took So it was off. the next year, so Beijing was what, 20, 2008? Yep. Uh, and then later that year, he... No, London was 2008. So Beijing must have been... 2004. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then later that year, he then he kicked on and started winning races. And then the next year, just exploded. Well, the next eight years. Yeah. You know, like really, his, his reign will be hard to beat, won't it? Yeah. So it'll be really interesting to see how he goes. He says in the article that he's in fantastic shape. This better shape this time of year than any other year that he's that has been an Olympic cycle. He's uninjured. He's enjoying training. He's motivated. Um so yeah, I would give him a, a better than average chance of making the GB team, that's for sure. Um, but how much of an impact he can be in the race? Hasn't really shown anything in the last few years. It gives me But any okay, hope. So, so the thing is, you know, I, I am I haven't really put my money behind Battle Lister for the last couple of years, but he has been injury prone. You know, mm. like we haven't seen a consistent period of racing with non injury and training. So He's off, you know, he's off a pedigree, isn't he? Oh, yeah. If you yeah. could have, could have an eight-month block where he wasn't injured. Mm. Yeah, but... Yeah, I'm with you. I don't see it happening. But don't see it happening. Love it, it to happen, but... Wouldn't be surprised if it did, but don't see it happening. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jombo. Oh, one question I had for you. You know how before Christmas we did your favourite, the questions? I, I, was, I was kind of thinking about... I always think about you, John. Great. And uh, my, my question I didn't ask was, who is your favourite triathlete of all time, male and female? Um, probably not necessarily my favourite, but probably well, Simon, favorite? Simon Lessing, I think, on the male side of it. Why? Just because he was just a dominator and a bit like Fredino, he could swim, bike, and run. Yep. So Fredino would be close second. Yep. Uh, really? Really? Oh, yeah. Even from back, because you've been in the game since day, well, since day two. Yep. Yep. No, even not like the early days, like Lessing and stuff. Uh, no, Lessing, I think he, he was awesome. Female side of things, um, I would like to say Erin Baker, but I wasn't really watching triathlon when she was racing. Yeah. So, I mean, I love the stories and, and so on. And her success rate. Yeah, um, but I'd probably say on the female side of things, possibly Emma Snowstill. Um, just again, she just just crushed it and she was just a beautiful, beautiful runner. Yeah. So that's just two off the top of the head. Mm, interesting. Okay, um, another thing. Thorsten's had a great piece of content on the fastest times of 2019. And he kind of broke it down to a few levels. So he's got the actual fastest times, but then he's kind of got the best performances based on, you know, the variance of races that we have out there. So the fastest time last year, we'll do the top five, Jombo. Uh, Tyler uh, Butterfield did a 7.44 at Cozumel. Florian Angert from Germany went 7.45 in Barcelona. Alistair Brownlee did a 7.45 in Western Australia. Joe Skipper went 7.46 in uh, Florida. And then Cameron Worth did a 7.46 in Italy as well. So we got how many sub-7s? 32 sub-8-hour performances on the Jeez, male side of things. Uh, it's a different story when you look at the top 10 performances. That's sort of more the, the Kona athletes. You know, you've got Fredino, Keenley, Brownlee, O'Donnell, etc. in there. And the well, Keenley had the two rated. best performances. So obviously looking at different Fredino did, not yeah. Keenley. Oh, sorry, Fredino. Um, so both, he won Hawaii and... Germany and they were rated as the two best performances. Interestingly, uh, he's given Keenley third in front of O'Donnell. Well, it's all just the numbers speaking. He hasn't given anybody anything. It's just the the stats speaking. But I wonder why he rates Germany above Hawaii. It's just numbers. The strength of field. Um, sure, Hawaii's got better strength of field. Sorry? 
Yeah, it has, but it's all numbers based, Bevan. It's no opinion in here. Well, I, I think he's put. I think because the Germans favoured the Germans. That's a good point, Dawson. We know your tricks. Yeah, we know your tricks. Female racing, the top five races of the year: Lucy Charles Barkley did a eight thirty one in Challenge Road, and and Haug also did an eight thirty one in Copenhagen. Uh, we've got Sarah. How does that one? Though? Svensk in Barcelona. She did an eight thirty four. Daniela Reef went 8.37 in Texas. And Sarah Crowley did an 8.38 in Challenge Road. Fastest, best performances of the year, Anne Haag took out Hawaii. Lucy Charles was uh, second and third with her rote and Hawaii performance. It's interesting that her, her rote performance actually rates above her Hawaii performance by Again, quite ger- some margin. It's a German race. <laughs> yeah, true. Come on, Thorsten. <laughs> not a German athlete, but it's a German race. Uh, Daniela Reef in fourth with uh, Texas. And Teresa Adam, awesome, in f- uh, fifth place with her Ironman Cairns performance. So that's just a snapshot of uh, Torsten's done heaps of other stuff with regards to bike splits, run splits. I'm, I'm not sure if he did swim splits as well. Um, it's a whole bunch of more content for you numbers-based geeks uh, on tryrating.com. Always good stuff. Yeah, if you want to geek out, make sure you check it out. Okay, Try247 also had a great article on some of the speedy performance 2019 run performances from multi-sport athletes and what they've done here is they've just looked at some of obviously the bit of run season off season for a lot of these guys so they're just doing some run racing we're just kind of seeing some of the the results that these guys are getting what i like to see about this is because often we watch triathlon and the guy you go the courses are short they're not accurate yep. how fast are these actually guys are actually going and uh, it's cool when you get some itu athletes going and ripping it up and you're going yeah, maybe those courses aren't short. They, really? Maybe they are pretty really? accurate. So you had uh, Ben Dijkstra, Dijkstra from UK, and he went and did a 10K race, and he went a 28.53. Oh, really? And he's only... Uh, he was only in the top 10 in the under 23 worlds um, we've seen him a little bit on the Super League stuff when it comes to ITU yeah, which under photo John which one's been? he's the one in the front number 42 okay yep and He's, he's one of those ones where you would say he hasn't cracked it yet, but he probably will. Because um, everyone's wearing the vapor plot flies, aren't they? Yeah, so yeah. that's bloody fast. Well, interestingly, Alistair Brownlee did the same race back in 2011, now conditions, you know, but he did a 29.15. And Alex Yee has run a 27.51 on the track for, for 10Ks. Whew. That's pretty quick. Um, you also had a couple of females in action. You had Sophie Caldwell, so she's an ITU racer um, for Great Britain. She went 16.20 for for, 10, for 5K, so that's pretty solid. And then you also had Jodie Stimpson, who's sort of light as star is fading a little bit, but she went 34.59 for, um, for 10K, which is a bit... I've seen plenty of the females go uh, quicker than that. But yeah, 16.20 is not too shabby considering Sophie Corwell isn't you know necessarily a top five athlete. Um, she's usually sort of a top tenner. Male, female. Um, who's the fastest ever in these off, off you know, ITU athletes? Oh, you definitely... Alex G, that run by Ever? Him. Yep, I would say almost categorically somebody tell me if i'm wrong but i'll be surprised if uh, but he hasn't really made it in triathlon yet no alex you ran uh 51 sorry 2008 uh alistair brownlee did a 2832 so it was basically 40 seconds ahead of alistair and and i would say that that time by brownlee if you said who's the top triathlete that has you know been yeah. a dominator that would probably be the fastest time by a triathlete i would have thought at a guess now, Alex Yee is the big name you're saying for the future. Probably. Yeah, no, he's the best. He's an amazing runner, and he's... he's Can he swim? 
yeah, he's okay, but he's he's always in one of those danger athletes that misses the pack. So give him a couple more years, and um, he's not going to be a Brownlee. He's more going to be a Moller who's just going to, if he's in position off the bike, he's pretty much crushing. Oh, Brownlee's awesome swimmer. So good times, good to see some oh, people. Fight. And just one other thing, the it said also, so John Leverson on try 247, it had uh, Benjamin Cockhurt, who's a Frenchman, uh, a, is the ITU duathlon world champion, went 2.11 at the Valencia Marathon. Who's this? It's, uh, Benjamin Cockhurt. He's a triathlete. He's a duathlete, says he's a current, uh, he's an ITU duathlon world champion, went 2.11. 2.11? That's pretty serious pace. Well, that's 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 a proper runner. Oh yeah, that's that's like you know you hear a guy's doing two thirty and you go that's pretty awesome and you hear two twenty mm. two eleven. Mm. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Now you think if he could surely he can learn to swim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like even if you're ten minutes behind, if you can run that kind of speed at an Ironman. Yeah, you know what's your what's your thing? What's your thing about how much slower a, a marathon to an Ironman? Uh, usually about twenty minutes. Okay, so. In theory, this guy could pull off a 230 and an Ironman. Mm. Learn to swim, mate. (laughs) (laughs) No one cares about you, Athlon. You're the world champ. Good on you, but come on. And you can obviously bike. Yeah. Put the challenge out to him. Get the bloody floaties on. Yeah. Away you go. Turn to the left, breathe under the water. It's not that hard. <laughs> um, okay, so what, what, what races have we got coming up, John? We've got pretty much nothing coming up. Uh, That's great. So the <laughs> Ironman season in terms of Ironman branded races doesn't start till 26th of January. You've got some South Africa. Then you've got Dubai, 70.3. You usually get a few decent athletes there in February. Uh, then we go off to Oman in February for a 70.3 and Thailand for a 70.3. So really the next Ironman is, uh, is Ironman New Zealand which is not until March time. Do we know the field yet? Uh, the current entries only have about three people listed on either side. Joe oh. Skipper's going to be racing. Um, oh, good stuff. You'll have, it should be a good race because you have Joe Skipper, you have Mike Phillips for sure, um, Cam Brown for sure. Terenzo? Uh, and hopefully Terenzo. So it'll probably be a similar field to last year. Okay. But I love that lottery feel when you've got Mike Phillips who's Good, good, strong all-rounder. Terenzo's good, strong all-rounder. Brownie will probably be fair way back. And then you've got Joe Skipper who'll be back after the swim. Uh, so, yeah, it should be good times. And then on the female side, I saw that Meredith Kessler's name was down there. No doubt you'll have uh, Teresa Adam. And then probably Jocelyn McCauley seems to come out most years as well. Just just on Brownlee. Love the guy. Don't get me wrong, legend. And he's got a great Twitter account. He's really good at doing the nostalgia on right. Instagram. But... Um, do we even think of him as competitor now? Yeah. I mean, shit. Well, it, no, top five. Are you talking Kona or? No, 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 no. I mean, New Zealand to win. Oh, Brownie. Sorry, Brownie. I thought you were talking, still talking about Brownie. Oh, maybe I did say Brownie. Um, he would need others to falter, for, I think, for him to be there. So he'll, put, he'll bang out a really good run, um, but he just seems to have lost it in the swim and, and a bit hit and miss on the bike. So I'd, I'd pick Brownie for third. Because he's what forty six now. Uh, yeah, be forty five, maybe forty six. Okay, let's he's see either forty five, probably turning forty six this year. Unbelievable. Yeah, like, you know, like you know, I'm not. I'm not there's no insult. Forty seven. Oh, okay. Forty seven, turning forty eight this year. Mm. <laughs> I wonder if he's got sights on being the fastest fifty year old ever. Well, surely he'll be, won't he? I would think so. If, like he's still, he's still like again. That's why I can quite, without offending, I can kind of go, well, he's probably not a competitor to win it. Mm. He's probably 47 years old. 
old. Mm. <laughs> Even the fact that you know you you think you can get top three now, I think you're being generous here. But mm. you know, top five definitely. Mm. You know, that's forty-seven. Unbelievable. The boys are not bad. Okay, John. This week's discussion. We've been a few weeks, so we're just kind of wondering what were your highlights of the year for twenty-seven. 20, geez, we're struggling for years, aren't we? Yeah. 2019. So what were the highlights that, of, that you can remember back from last year? We've got a few ones here, John, but so you can go first. Uh, I'm just going to reel off three in a row because they're all the same. Cam Hansen, Jody uh, Louise Gilchrist, and Joseph Flynn. Also, Fredino, um, total domination and the highlight of the year for him. Yeah, that was. I'll do one other one while I'm here. Neil Hastings seeing Gomez come back to ICU and pretty much pick up where he left off despite mate, mate, the this, naysayers. This goes me, you? Yes. Yeah, no, no, it doesn't. Not today. We're changing the system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 2016. <laughs> new system. Richard Swanino has got Mike Phillips smashing the run like 240 and holding in Starkey's humongous lead in Ahmed Taupo. Got to say, that was a highlight. That was very, Because that came out of nowhere. Mike Phillips wasn't... We'd never thought... He's not a two... I think he went 240 flat. He's not a two forty runner normally. He's a two fifty. And, and was it the run course record? I think it was. Yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Be Cam's so. yeah. best ever, and Cam was an ex runner. Absolutely. You know, and so like that was like you know Christchurch boys, so we're pretty happy anyway. But I was like, oh my god! Mm. And also Stuckowitz has always got a bit of a cheeky mouth on him, so yeah, got to shut that mouth up. Greg Bramwell, uh, also from Christchurch, Gustav Eden seventy point three in Nice, next level. Everyone at the top needs to watch out. He is amazing. I agree with that. He was awesome. Uh, Wes Thompson's got here. Kona Day up early in Australia. Uh, coffee after coffee. Spending all morning in my lounge watching a great race and excellent coverage. I haven't done that in a few years. Back my- in the day, I used to do the whole day. Yeah. You know, I used to, you know, back in the day, I was in my office and my computer. Yeah. You know, nowadays you can put it on your big screen. Exactly. Oh, uh, Mike Parrott, reef being beaten in Kona. The women's race went from predictable to exciting. I wasn't that excited about reef being be- beaten. In Kona? Yeah, because you just felt, just felt sorry for her. Well, she was an, it was a day. non-event. Yeah. It would have been okay if she was beaten in a way where it was, you know, she Don't was wrong. The, the race was awesome. Yeah. But I was like, ah, oh, I'd rather Reef be on fire here and the other girls uh, beating her when she's in good shape. Yeah. There's an asterisk to that win. Mm. Well, there's not really because it's just all ends to win it. But yeah. uh, I'm going to say Linus, how do you say that last name, John? Paaskar? Well, you, you chose it. You go, go with Paragasar, it. Yeah. Um, other than Jan's domination and record-breaking performance, Tio having a great race despite subpar training. Uh, also, Lucy passing Sierra again for a sake of a puppy. Yeah, Tio's performance was awesome. It was. Yep. Uh, Andy Ashton, Sierra True's Ironman Juni this year, collapsing in Australia, passing out in Frankfurt and still making it to Kona. I don't know if that was a highlight for me. I was Again, I felt probably a bit sorry for her because she did crap in all of them, to be honest. She yeah, crapped. Well, she was going well in, in both Australia and Frankfurt, and then we didn't see the best of the last no. year, did we? No, it was good. It was good character to get to Kona, but mm. then unfortunately, her Kona race didn't really go through, did it? Uh, Mick Simpson, have you done him? No, Joe Skipper in Florida always seemed like a brilliant lad whose circumstances uh, have stopped showing his full potential. Uh, there he got the chance and he took it. And that Joe Skipper's performance there rates, I think Torsten put on his site as the fastest land based. Uh, Ironman so what I mean by that is your bike oh. and run time combined without the swim um, so yeah that was an amazing performance and I and I remember Ben Hoffman sort of saying in that race you know, Ben Hoffman was in great form and I think he was racing really well and he was surprised how fast Joe Skipper went so really good to see 
Oh, oh I did the last one, but that's right, you can go. Uh, I'll go Stan uh, Swanepoel has got uh, Maria Graves being the first British woman to do and finish at a Dick Ironman. Oh, that's nice a pretty good performance. Nice. That's it. Well, there is one funny one here. Peter Colson put a, a clip from Breakfast of Bob mm-hmm. at um, Kona with Jan Fredino. Did you watch that? No. It was Frodo giving Cam with shit about the fact that he's always Instagramming. Right. It's actually pretty funny. Right. It's because he's, he's basically he's like, like Peter, um, I think Bob Babbitt, I watched it a while ago. Bob Babbitt goes, um, what's your prediction for Kona? He goes, prediction is Cam Worth won't be able to do the race without putting something on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> he's, great. he's a great guy, Cam. Um, uh, yarn, isn't he? He is. Okay, this week's um, discussion, Jombo, what do we got here? What we've got here is what parts of your training regime are purely performance related, i.e. you do them because you have to do them versus doing them because you enjoy it? Swimming. Yep. What's the matter swimming? Here you go. You've done your bit for next week. <laughs> the day I did my last Ironman was the last day I swam in my life. <laughs> um, okay, John, sponsor. Extreme endurance. I'm getting pumps, Bevan. Well, back it up. This is how good... The, what so, do you mean you're getting pimps? Are you going to prostitute yourself? No, no. <laughs> okay. uh, so this is, this is how... I love it when you get people coming back to you when you're selling any sort of product or anything like that and then they're going and getting other people to get it as well. Oh, so okay, I had an nice. example yesterday where somebody getting immune boost and she'd got some the previous week and then she said, I need some more. I said, well, what the hell? How did you finish one pack in like five days? She goes, I know it's my daughter uh, has been using it and then she's t- she's raving about it to uh, her mother-in-law or something like that and now she's on it. Um, so if you... And, and I had the immune boost story that I always pull out when we got back from the West Coast. It's a bit run down after our holidays and just we were Jeez. riding the last day and I was thinking, bugger it. Got a cut. I'm getting a sore throat. I've got something coming on, and just when I've done next to nothing for five days, I'm going to go home and I'm going to be sick, which is going to be really frustrating. Pump the immune boost for a couple of days. Boom, straight out of it. So if you want to keep yourself nice and healthy, um, get yourself some immune boost at xendurance.com. And Stay remember, healthy. they've got a full range of products nowadays. They've got the the what is it? The, um, CB Deep Full Spectrum to help you sleep. Uh, you've got your collagen greens. Yep. Uh, you've got your lean. You've got your lean plus. You've got, uh, you know, uh, what's the Fuel 5? Fuel 5. So they've got a massive range of products nowadays for all kind of areas of your, you know, life and sporting life. So if you want to check it out, go to xendurance.com. Also, remember if you sign up for their group, you get a discount when you do that as well. So make sure you sign up for their kind of group policy. Hit me with some music, Bevan. Hit me with your best shot. John, we are back and we're going to say questions, questions and answers. Are oh. we going questions and answers oh, instead of website of the week, oh, are we? What do it's I think? Okay, okay let's yeah, say we, Three, two, one. Website, website of the week. week. John, the holiday we're having season. having a shocker. It, it's really hurt. Okay, yeah. this week's website got sent through. Have you got who sent it through? Uh, Mel Selhill sent this through a while ago. Okay, runs of the world. So what it is, it's, it's basically a website where you can sign up. It's pretty cheap too, I think. How much does it cost to register? I think it's only like 50 bucks or something like that. You get an account. Um, that's a bonus basically what you're doing is you're running the length or you're running a a course around New Zealand which is 4,710 k's and it's basically just something to keep you kind of a little bit accountable and find out a bit about the country as you're going so you're basically logging all your runs as you go well I think it's just Strava doesn't it you're using Strava and you're basically running around New Zealand and it'll tell you where you're at so you know your target is to try to get 4,710 kilometres done you might want to do it in a year you might want to do it in six months 
months, you might want to do it in a couple of months, you might want to do it over a couple of years. Um, but it's just a way to probably keep you motivated and as you go along, uh, it tells you a little bit about uh, the places you're going through. So for example, the first stage is 44 kilometres from Auckland to Helensville um, and then it's got all these different stages. It'll tell you a bit about the little town you're coming into and it's just one way to keep yourself motivated if you're just aimlessly running. Um, it's just something else you can do. They've got other ones at different parts of the world as well. Um, I there's know an Australian one. There's an Australian yeah. one. Um, so just check it out. Just one way to sort of... Around the UK add. and Ireland, Europe, around the US. Hmm. So it's just it's like those little motivators. Hmm. It's a long way to run, but... It is. Run around New Zealand. Yeah. Ooh. And they didn't go... I mean, to do a straight line run from one end of the country to the other, we did on Epic Camp, I think was 2,200 k's. Uh, so they're certainly not taking the direct route and it's kind of a bit of a circle as well you don't uh, in the South Island you almost circumnavigate the whole South Island okay now finally I've got to say one thing about this. it's a really good website but do a better job of telling us how much it's going to cost it is there but it takes a bit to figure out but yeah. it's $60 US no $60 Australian a year Mm-hmm. Um, so and so basically, as John was saying, each time you go through different segments of your run, you get information about that part. So it's kind mm-hmm. of just and it's just a good little motivational tool. Sixty bucks a year is pretty good if you want that motivation. Yeah. Check it out. Um, check it out. You also get a free sign up bonus, John, Ooh. and a yearly medal. Oh, so medal or metal? Metal. Metal. <laughs> yeah. You just get like a piece of metal. Yeah. Um, okay, so that is runsoftheworld.com if you want to run your local country. Uh, Jumbo, we're going to do one, two, three, four. High five. High five. This is called John's Five, five. Things He's Interested for This Year. Okay, the US politics. Okay, you, okay you, do, you, do polit- you do this, I'll do other stuff. Please don't say politics. Um, mate, you've done oh, your list. I can fine, do my list. Fine. Jeepers, creepers. Just, just get my pillow comfortable yeah, over here. Yeah, okay. uh, number one, the Olympics. And why I'm interested in this is it's reasonably likely that it's going to be the last Olympic distance we'll ever see. Oh, you, re- is, you got the, well, that's a big statement. Well, I said before, previously, I thought that Tokyo was going to be a sprint distance. So I'd say there's a re- better than average chance that it's going to be the last Olympic distance race we'll ever see, which will be good and bad, um, because if we go to some sort of other format, probably a bit more user friend, uh, uh, viewer friendly, get more people watching more it and excited, more interesting as well. Uh, this year's race, I think, is going to be a bit of a bore fest, to be honest. It's just going to be... Which, which come pushes down the, the new format for the forward, doesn't it? Mm. So that's one, one aspect of it. The heat? Um, the heat uh, could be quite a big factor, um, but also the old faces versus the new faces. So if Brown, if Brownlee makes it, even if he doesn't, then you've still got J- Johnny Brownlee and you've still got a few of the, the older hands, Richard um, Murray, people like that, versus... Moller, he's, he's still peaking. Moller, I'd put him towards the older end of the sort of spectrum and then you've got those youngsters coming through like um, Hayden Wild from New Zealand Alex Yee so there's going to be a really good young versus old battle which I'm quite excited to see uh, and lots of selection dilemmas to be to come out as well especially because you have the mixed relay there's always selection dilemmas but now some countries um, will be picking people for the mixed relay over and above what they might have otherwise selected for the Olympic distance race. Normally your Olympic distance race you go okay we've got two people we're going to pick our fastest two Olympic distance people or we've got three we pick our three fastest Olympic distance people. Now you might go well we've probably only got one who's got a realistic chance at a top 10 um, and so our other spot or spots we're going to put for people in the mixed relay and see if we can do better than that. Mm. It's going to be controversial. It's going to be controversial. John my number one is politics. This year's very interesting year for politics. We've got the US election which is going to be pretty fascinating. And we've got New Zealand election. So, I'll tell you what, 
And if you're in the UK, what's happening with Brexit? Yeah. I, I, I like a bit of politics, Mix John. it. Mix it and Brexit. Oh, John, <laughs> don't even start on mix it. <laughs> okay, you're number no, two. Number two, we've sort of discussed this a bit already, is Frodo. What's going to keep him motivated to keep smoking it? Because uh, How many that, cones? He's got three cones there, hasn't he? Yeah, and that cone, last cone performance was like... Yeah, it's hard, hard to see better, isn't it? Um, and, I, and, I, and you see, I was thinking about this last night, I was going, how do you stay motivated? But it happens in all the other sports. You know, you think people like um, Frederer, he's done everything. How does he stay motivated? So I'm sure he is, probably still motivated, but how much more are we going to see of him? Because uh, last year was pretty hard to top. I'm going to give my number two is the Olympics, and I'm mm. going to talk triathlon, but I'm basically, and it's, timing-wise, how does it work? It's great for us. Is it? Yeah. So, what was, so you can wake up early and... They're five hours behind us, so uh, early morning events are going to be middle of the day. Oh. Late night events, not so good, but, but daytime events, like triathlons are going to be held really early in the morning, and a lot of your endurance events like that will be early morning events to avoid the heat, uh, so that's kind of good. Any late night stuff for us, we're a bit stuffed. John, write that two weeks off. Yeah. Um, I love... Olympics is awesome. Oh, I can just sit down. I'm not. The, I, I'm. I'm good in front of a TV for about ninety minutes. If it's a mm. movie, I can sit down a little bit longer. I'm not the kind of guy who can just sit down and watch TV all day, other than when the Olympics is on. Mm. Write it off, John. Yeah, Porno's going. Oh, great. Yeah. Number three, Super League. What's going to happen with Super League? Is it going to kick on? I think it's going to struggle a bit this year with the Olympics um, and oh, people's different so? seasons. Well, I just think people will probably shut their seasons down a bit, uh, maybe a bit earlier. Sure, so. they'll plan around that. They will, but at the end of the year, people might just go, I've had enough of this year. Uh, and it's just at that stage now, first year, excite, excitement plus, it was awesome. And then and then it's just, where's, where's it going to go to from here? We've had a couple of years of just a really nice level. Still love watching it. Absolutely brilliant. But where's the next sort of level going to be for that? So interested to see what happens there. My third, is I'm writing my second book. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, pretty excited about that. Do I get my name in this one? I don't know if I'll put your name in this one. <laughs> I don't think you really count. I'm, I'm writing a book that's designed, the whole premise is a year from now you're going to love exercise. So it's designed for total beginners and it's a real step-by-step process to help them love exercise. And um, I probably don't feature in that sort of book. <laughs> no, no, but you might because you're a coach. You're up to offer some insight. But um, yeah, so my aim is to get it finished by October and then probably get it to market next year. But that, yeah, that's definitely one third. Sweet. Number four, um, can anyone get close to Daniela? We've all written, so many people have written her off. She had one bad race and it was like, oh yeah, she's, she's yeah, passed uh, it. In Hag. Mm. How close like, on her day? Uh, she's still miles. She's going to be. In, she's going to be getting close, but but she, she's just going to be so far behind off the the bike because you know Daniela Reef. Yeah. puts fifteen minutes into people and stuff off the bike. So uh, that's why this year would have been amazeballs uh, to see how how close it would have been if Daniela was at her best, like she was at seventy point three and other races. So mm. my fourth is um, Christopher Nolan's movie Tenant. Christopher Nolan is the greatest director of our generation, I okay. feel. Mm. And behind uh, Tika Waiti, he's pretty great. He's pretty mm. great. But Christopher Nolan, come on, mm. Christopher Nolan, and and it's a time shifting film. And that's what he does really well. So I'm pretty fascinated about that. That's my number four. Number five, um, a bit, a bit like what I was just saying with the Super League. And I was wondering if if Olympic athletes will be so focused on the Olympics, whether they'll carry on for the. Um, Super League and really extend their season out like you need to. Um, at the other end, we've got 70.3 Worlds this year are different timings and normally they're, you know... 
a month before five Kona. to five weeks or so before yeah. Kona. So it's a really good hit out um, for for long course athletes as well as uh, short course athletes. But this year it's going to be in November, and so how many of the top pros are going to carry on their season uh, for the seventy point three Worlds? And it may be that we get Olympic athletes. Um, a few have already qualified. That actually go okay. I've done with the Olympics, and instead of doing Super League, I'm going to do 70.3 Worlds. But I'll have to qualify. This is as a well. problem, but isn't it? Because you're not going to get Frodo in that to here, are you? Wouldn't have thought so. No, mm. it's a real pity. Mm. You know, because it would be awesome if we had of. Mm. But no. Oh. Uh, my number five, John, is the boys going to Germany and Hawaii. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's a big year for the Just boys. Just booked my tickets a couple of days ago. So if you are going to Rote and you're not, uh, you've got your entry of the race, we still have places up for our camp. We just don't have any entries for the race. So if you do want to come along, it's going to be good times. Good times, rock and roll. John Pro of the Week. Who is this? We've got a couple this week um, because I was looking through when Torsten had his list up there and the first one that I uh, saw that I didn't really recognise was Florian Angert. Okay. Uh, and he's from Germany. Torsten probably uh, gave him a little yep. couple of extra minutes off his time. Yep, definitely. Um, and he also rides a cube bike the same as oh, mine. So must be fast. That's got to be good. Uh, he had the second fastest time in 2019 with his Ironman Barcelona performance. And he's got a bit of an f- interesting... Um, resume because he was a former competitive swimmer um, but he didn't really go down the ITU path which is kind of weird because that's normally long course athletes you go swimming and you maybe try your hand at uh, short course because you're going to be able to make the packs whereas he seemed to go straight across to long course and he's had some some good success um, but this year was the first time he's done Ironman so he did his first triathlon back uh, I think it was 2012 um, just did sort of German races and he's pretty much stuck with German races all the way through to 2017 when he sort of started to, to go further afield and maybe some European races but yeah there's a name to look out for because he smoked Barcelona in his first Ironman uh, in an impressive debut time of 7.45.05 great swimmer uh, and he seems to have the full package. He finished fifth at the championship at Summer in this year as well. And I think the previous year, 2018, he finished in yeah third place at the championship. So now that he's stepping up, a name to look out for for this year. Already qualified for Kona. Wow. Okay. And the second person? Second person we've got um, on the females' side, get this name wrong every single time, Grutz Frads. Laralde. It's a great from, name. From Spain. She went 8.49 at uh, Ironman Western Australia. And when I sort of tried to look up her career, uh, reasonably at the older end of the spectrum for pro athletes, I think Google Translate didn't do her any favours because everything was he. He did this, he did oh, that. Oh, really? Like, hmm. uh, so she is from the Biscayan town of Durango in the Basque country in Spain. She is 38 years old. Uh, and Spanish. the Spanish have some really good ITU athletes these days, on the male side especially. Um, females triathlon in Spain just doesn't seem to have had as much success. Um but she became the first and only Spanish triathlete to win uh, an Ironman outside of Spain to date. Uh, and she came, became the first uh, Spanish athlete to qualify as a pro for Hawaii. Uh, and she's done that on several consecutive occasions. And she also became the first Spanish triathlete to break nine hours uh, when she went to her 749 in Western Australia. Oh, I don't. Kind of cool to be the first 
Spanish athlete to go under nine hours. Yeah, because they're, they're in history. They can mm. never be beaten. Yeah. To be the first, you can have a world record, beaten. Be yeah. the first. So she hasn't had any Ironman wins, but she's had a number of podiums. So good on her. She finished 15th by the look of it at the World Champs last year in Kona. That's pretty solid. 9.15.40. Okay, John. Wanger of the week. week. And I'm going to pick a number here, John. I'm going to pick a number three. Why number because three? Because the Australians downtrowed us in the test series 3 yeah. 0. Pretty happy we weren't uh, having too much podcasting when that was on. Oh, got to say, now for you overseas listeners, we went to Australia. If you get the Boxing Day test, it's a pretty big thing. Mm. You know, and New Zealand hasn't had it in like 23 years. And in the last couple of years, we had a great cricket team. So we go to Australia, you're always a bit apprehensive because you're thinking, you're thinking, you know what, it's in Australia, Australia great at home, but we've got a pretty good team. They mm. pulled our pants down. Big time. Big it time, John. weird. We're just rubbish in, in Australia. We can beat everybody in New Zealand. Yep. We can go most other places we're in the world. We're going to be competitive. Be competitive. Go to England, we're competitive. Go to the, the, the continent, we're competitive. We're the first team to beat Blumen in Pakistan and where they play in the UAE. When we go to Australia, we're just absolutely crap every it was, single time. Um, there, I, I watched probably, I was, I was literally thinking, oh, I'm going to watch 15 days of cricket over summer. <laughs> or at least listen to it. I watched probably one a combination of hours in one day of cricket. Yeah. Just Enough about that. Dan Williams is third place on the wing of the week board this week. He went 20 hours and 49 minutes from 12 activities. (laughs) He got the grand total of 38 metres swimming. No, 38 minutes. Oh, okay. 38 metres. (laughs) Uh, Did 12 hours 37 on the bike and 7 hours 34 minutes of running. So, Dan, fantastic work. Need to brush up a little bit. Uh, on how much uh, swimming you're doing uh, and unfortunately he's got a private pro- private profile so I can't tell you where he lives but I can have a quick squeeze he's done a bit of Zwifting there uh, Sandbatch Heath I reckon Dan to me looks like he's from the Great Britain Let from just, the Great Britain yeah, from Sandbatch let's just scan out from that where the hell Sandbatch Bevan I don't know. I'm hopeless geography. It's near Stoke on Trent. Oh, it's the northern, northern part of England. Yeah, it's in the northern part. And no, it's, yeah, it is. Yep. Yep. Nice oh, work. Yep. Good work. South of Manchester, we, uh, west of. So, Northern. would you support United or, or City? Sorry. Well, you, you could support anybody. He, he'd be he'd no, but how does that Stoke. work? If you live in Manchester, who do you support? How does it work? Pretty sure you just pick, but I could be completely wrong there. Yeah, like is it like you know, like in Christchurch, you might say those in the east would support one, mm. and don't know. Well, that's really informative, John. Yeah, great. Thanks, man. Yep. Yeah, great podcast. <laughs> so, Dan Williams, nice work. You're the winger of the week. You're the winger of the Questions week. Questions and answers. Okay, Murray, the Murray, the Holy Hammer, let we sent through this. He was basically saying hippopotamus are the best triathletes that could exist. Okay, so here he goes. Hippopotamus can swim and run faster than us. Uh, so the only way we can beat them is in triathlon. They swim 8Ks an hour. 7.5 minutes per kilometre. That's pretty quick. Uh, and 100 metres in 45 seconds, resurfacing for breathing every 3 to 5 minutes. That's a big advantage, not having to breathe. 100 metres in 45 seconds. That seems awfully fast, Murray. Hey, he's a yeah. specialist. He's actually, I've just had a fact. I'm going to have to fact check this later on. Wait a second, this can't be right. <laughs> Runs 30Ks in two, oh, two, that, two that minutes I believe. per K. Two minutes per K. I thought it was in two minutes. Yeah. Like, that ain't right. No, two minutes per K, I could, I could, that seems amazingly fast, but believable, but 100 metres in 45 seconds, can't believe it, Murray. Why not? 
it's like faster than anybody can swim. And these those big beasts don't look like they go that quick. I'm checking this. Okay. You carry on. You, you do the runs. Have you? Have you? Did you watch Flight of the Concords? The, uh, the the song with the hippopotamus is one of the funniest things ever. Um, John, we've got them back because they can't buy a bike. Right. Yeah. So that's the thing. We, we smash a hippopotamus. I'm not quite sure where this came from, John. While John's looking at us, I'm going to go to the next question here. Uh, Jim Flynn. Jim Flynn's written a book, John. He wants us to promote it. It's not a book about anything to do with triathlon, although John Newsom does get a mention. Right. Yes. Um, so a book, I've written an e-book that is on the Kindle bookstore. Now, you couldn't give me a link, so you've just got to search it. It's called Be Sincere Even When You Don't Mean It. In it, it's a fictional character that accomplishes many wonderful things, including competing the Ironman in Hawaii. His mentor for his effort is Coach John Newsom. Now, he did come back to me and say he thinks he put an E in your name. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Even a mention of Bevan James. Oh, so one reader called the book a genius uh, Forrest Gump with a cynical sense of humour. Your listeners will enjoy reading about his efforts in the Ironman and probably the whole book. So if you want to check out a book for your summer reading or your winter reading, depending on where you are in the world, uh, be sincere even when you don't mean it by the new author, Jim Flynn. Okay, John, tell me about hippopotamus. Given their size, one might answer no to can hippos swim because hippos seem too heavy to swim. But that's wrong. A hippo's fat makes them buoyant enough to float very well. On the other hand, if you said no, you were quite right. Hippos do not really swim. Their method of travel is very simple. They walk underwater. But wait a second. I'm still having, I'm still... What about depth? Yeah, true. So you can only do a race in the level that they can walk? Yeah. Oh, Murray, you've got this wrong. Yeah, you've, sorry. You've got it wrong. If they were Lake Taupo... They're not moving anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Marion is hippopotamus fix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, John, let's do, let's do the uh, patrons. Patrons. Okay, we've got Neil the Ninja Stafford. We've got Adam the Racing Vampire Leech. And Jens the Char the Charm Dalman. And we've got a new one, John. Uh, we've got Sarah Floss. has got an awesome I Am Talk team. I'm Sarah, long-time listener, first-time patron. I love your weekly podcast, and I appreciate all the behind-the-scenes effort that goes into preparing content. Uh, I understand it would be a lot of work, so thank you. I'm an exercise uh, physiologist, currently working in the fitness industry, which includes some teaching for Lisa Mills classes too. Oh, well done. She must be amazing. Must be. Oh, only amazing people work for that company. Um, before having my daughter, who is now almost two and a half, I travelled overseas supporting my partner as he competed many Ironman distance races. He really gave me the triathlon bug. I now train around Hazel's needs and part-time work with a, uh, sites on Port Macquarie 2020, again with the hopes of improving on this year's performance. My partner, Reese is managing some niggles in his body at the moment and has started a small coaching business called Gorilla Coaching, based in southeastern suburbs of Melbourne thanks again for the good work lads keep it up uh, and good luck with the kayaking John yeah kayaking's going great thanks yeah. gets really primed for this weekend so Sarah Sarah Floss Sarah Foss and I, oh, I Foss, found sorry. his name when I first email came through I called her the beer and I can't now remember why I called her the beer so you got any other suggestions Bevan well you could get a tooth tooth Foss that's Floss isn't it that's Floss, <laughs> Floss. Candy Candy Foss Okay, okay. Yeah. there you go. <laughs> candy. Yeah. Candy. Sarah, Candy Foss. Nice. Here we go. Love it. Love it. Love it. Sarah, you rock, girl. You rock. Because you, I'd love to know what you teach. If you teach Les Mills, she's obviously amazing. I actually bumped into you on Les Mills on demand the did other day. Did you do day, my workout? I did not. Oh. Uh, but I had a quick look because I've got no idea what you do uh, in terms of the body. Body attack? 
the one where you're basically running up and down on the spot all the time. Yeah, body attack. Body attack. Yep. Sort of scan through. Sort now, was, I on, was I on a rooftop? Yeah. Yeah, that was a strange, strange one that was. Right. Because what happened was, John, when we film, we normally film in front of a normal class. So what we're talking about here, Les Mills On Demand, they put all their, their routines up there and they're like 30 to 60 minute routines of Bevan and other instructors taking you through workouts. It's actually very good and I put a lot of people onto it. It is really good, isn't it? Mm. Especially like CX and pump and, mm. you know, so you don't do your strength work for, for uh, and balance, you know, mm. they've got really good workouts for triathletes for the other workouts you would need mm. to do in your training. But so we went along and um, normally it's just like a normal class. So we just teach in front mm. of, you know, it's pretty professional, but you'd kind of do that. Well, this time they decided that they wanted to do it on a rooftop mm. with no class. Yeah. And so we had to do it. But the thing is, we had to do it with earbuds in. Yeah. So nobody could hear the music. Only we could hear it through these earbuds. Oh, uh, yeah. And um, the earbuds weren't very, the, the earbuds were the ones that news reads, so they weren't designed for music. So you yeah. couldn't really hear the music. Yeah. And then you're just screaming out loud. And <laughs> it was it was awful, but you still had to be really professional in how you did it. And, yeah. and apparently the feedback was that Body Attack did the best job of it because it was just right. so unusual. Um, so we were quite proud of the fact that we did a pretty decent job of it, but it was just strange because you weren't getting feedback of a crowd because that's mm. what we do. And then secondly, yeah, you were just hearing, you could just hear enough bass to keep yourself in time. <laughs> and then and then you're pretending you're happy and stuff. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was bizarre. Bizarre, <laughs> nice. John, bizarre. Um, okay, Sarah Candy Foss is this week's patron. If you want to be a patron of the show, go to www.iamtalk.me. You go on a draw to win a trip to Kona with the boys this year. You get a gift depending on the level of patronage, but you also just support the show and it's really important as well. If you want to get the show emailed to you, go to www.iamtalk.me down at the bottom of the front page, put your info in there. If you, are, if you want to be a patron, that's the same place to do that. If you want some coaching, coachjohnnewson.com. If you want to check out my other podcast, bevanjamesos.com. And if you want to send us content, age group of the week, call websites or other feedback, I am talk podcast at gmail.com. John, you goss. First, a bit of a plug. If you're getting sick of winter, if you're living in the Northern Hemisphere and you want something to look forward to, come to Kona uh, for the camp in May. Oh, yeah. Nine days in paradise. Nine likewise, days in paradise. Likewise, if you're a Kiwi or an Aussie or anybody down south, you want to extend things out, maybe get yourself a sneaky spot to 70.3 worlds and Kona spots, awesome time. Check it out, epiccamp.com. Bevan, my goss is I'm doing a race this weekend. And I've stuck to my guns and done the amount of training that I said I was going to do. Yeah, back it up. It turned out, because people before Christmas thought you were kayaking. I'm not kayaking. There yeah. is a kayak option. So this race uh, that I'll be doing is 1.5k swim in freezing cold water. Uh, 64 kilometer mountain bike, I think it is. And then a 17k run. There is an option to do a kayak as well. So you can do a 5k kayak, I think it is. And then do the swim bike run. Or you can just do the kayak, bike run. And then there's other options. I've got mountain bike options and running options as well. So, yeah. And I said earlier on, I said, I'm just going to be sticking with my usual schedule, which is like one hour training a day, just do something every day, and just a smattering of a couple of long sessions in there. And I've stuck to that. Yeah. And I am going to have a bit of a struggle fest. Oh, really? I did last weekend, the weekend before last, I did a swim, bike run, and I think I swam 1,500, biked whatever, a couple of hours, uh, maybe maybe two and a half to three hours, and then did a little run off the bike and got off the bike and thought, my leg's pretty tired. Oh, no. And I was biking a bit easier than I had planned. So it's going to be a bit of a struggle fest. I'm treating it as an adventure, and uh, I'm going to make sure I try to enjoy it rather than going too hard and exploding on the run. But what if you're starting to be competitive? Then the run's going to be really ugly, and I don't really want that. So I don't think I, I think it's such but a small field. You, you, you've got to win it, aren't you? Oh, I think I've got a pretty reasonable chance because it, it'll literally be 
maybe 10 people, something like that, doing, oh, the, the, doing the triathlon on. option. So, but I'm going to be not going to be quick on the bike. So it's, the bike's going to take me four hours plus. Uh, and so I'm going to be out there for six and hours. And also your body's not used to running off a mountain bike. No, no. Because that's and a I, lot harder I, on the body. And I've just got a stock standard hardtail. There's nothing special. And Belinda's now a mountain bike snob. When we did, went over the West Coast and did the Wilderness Trail, she was on Phil's dual suspension, oh. really nice bike. And she got through it fine. And then last weekend we went out for a little ride and she was just on my, one of my other bikes. And she's like, I'm, I'm going to even riding a bike like Phil's for. And I said, well, go find yourself a sugar daddy. I have then. to say, John, for someone who doesn't like Instagram, since Bike have been very supportive of you, you've become an Instagram. You've got to have, uh, <laughs> yeah, Thomas says yeah, to yeah. take a good Instagram photo of a mountain bike. You've got to, what are you going to have? A picture of your bike. You've got to have a, a trail in the picture as well okay. and you can have some scenery so I take his advice yep you've become you, you, you're right up with Instagram now aren't you right up right there right up there, there right up there and so yeah somewhat nervous about this weekend as to A how the fitness is going to handle it and B how I'm going to handle the, the terrain on the bike it is sound, it very technical it doesn't sound like it's overly there's a few river crossings yep. but not overly technical okay. I practiced my river crossings at the weekend it took me four attempts to get across this river without falling off uh, and there's a few river crossings and it just sounds like it's going to be pretty shingly in spots okay. so nothing no crazy hairpins and things like that more staying upright on the shingle and I have crashed quite a few times on my mountain bike what day, what day of the week? Race. Saturday mm. so I crashed at the weekend crashed the weekend before that were you riding? just in the hills and uh, got quite a sore shoulder today so is it worth it John? Well, I'm, I'm hanging that mountain bike up after this weekend for a while. So that's uh, my training side of things. Also, I would highly recommend to Kiwis uh, and anybody coming down this neck of the woods, the West Coast Wilderness Trail. Awesome. Is it? We rode, if you're on Instagram, you're all up to date with me <laughs> with what I've been doing. But Thomas and I did 140 k's in two days, um, which is pretty pretty solid for little Tommy. He's 140? Only, yeah, Jeez, two days of mountain biking. Because yeah, uh, mountain biking is a lot slower. Mm. So they were pretty full days, and the girls met, uh, chopped off a bit on either side of each day. But highly recommend it. It's not technical. There's a couple of hairpins here or there, but amazing. And for for young, fit young kids like ours, are ten and twelve, they handled it, but they're pretty fit. But for if just a social trip, you can stop at halfway and you stay the night and you have roast in it. the New Zealand wilderness at its best on a bike for for easy riding. John, awesome. How many years before he beat you? Uh, well, downhill mountain biking, he's pretty, well, pretty, yeah, getting pretty close. Um, here we go. Well, he's 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 a good trier. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> it's more felicity that I'd be worried about. Went to the park run at the weekend. Yep. And I wasn't going to run hard, uh, and so I started running, and I told felicity, just you start on the front line. You'll be you'll be you'll be pretty competitive in this. Um, but she ran a three forty five for a k before Christmas, oh. which is for ten year old, yeah. pretty bloody fast. But she's doing this park run. And she's just gassing the first K, running sub four minute K pace. And I'm saying, slow down, slow down. And I took off and said, don't run with me, slow down. And I took off, hear her panting behind me at like three minute 45, 50 pace or something like that. And then she got came to the finish. She said, daddy, I exploded at four Ks. So she, she still ran 21, no, 22 flat or something like that. Did they get many kids of that age doing it? No. Okay. Technically... You're supposed to run with your kids when they're oh, that age. Yeah, if she's doing 21, it's all right. 400, I think they had 450 people running wow, on Saturday. Wow. It's pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome, isn't it? So that's my goss. Bevan, what's happening in your world? John, it's just getting back into the new year. Painted the house. 
Mm. I've been very domestic. Very manly. So you, you you painted the house or you directed somebody else no, to paint the house? I, well, the cedar. Yep. Yeah, no, I did it myself. Yeah. Joe and I. Yeah. Mate, we, we get a bit of scaffolding up or how'd you paint it? <laughs> Health and safety is not allowed to be around my house while I'm painting it. Ab sailing off the roof. I had my head, I had my body over the top there. I got this long pole and I'm coming up and down like this here. Yeah. Um, but this year, last year there was there's one moment there's a corner over there part. You guys can't see that part over there. Yeah, that part. Yeah. Like okay, so how high? If I fell from that roof there down to there, it's probably far out. Probably it's about probably nine meters. Plus the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Onto a, onto a steep hill. Yeah. So if I fall, it's game over. Yeah. Game over. Over. Now, up there is actually not too bad. because oh, so you were on the roof going down. down. You're <laughs> leaning over the edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, far out. Yeah. So, but up there is not too bad because the, the wood's right parallel to the edge of the roof. Right. So, and I just get a long roller. And yeah. I've only really got my head and my arms over. So you're not, there's no problems here. If you cock it up, nobody's really going to see you on that side, are they? If I fall over. Oh, no. no, I do a good job, John. Yep, you do a good job. I believe in quality. Good. But in that corner over there, there's this bit where you always had to reach around. And last year when the, I did it... The corner he's pointing to would be visible from the road? No. Okay. No, it's not actually. It's kind yeah. of a bit behind. But last year when I did it, I was a bit, I was a bit like, oh my God, this, this painting really worth it. You know, like yeah. I was, it was a bit like that. I did manage to do it, but there was a couple of moments I was like... Mm. And then this year I found a, a slightly longer... Mm. Little skinny roller thing. Nice. Made a world of difference. But then the long bits over there. Yeah, over that side, yeah. Because we've got the, the extendable ladder. Mm-hmm. I'm probably eight meters up a ladder mm. and having to do a few reaches. I'm gripping on like crazy to um, the, the spouting. Yeah. Joe's <laughs> down the bottom there to catch me. <laughs> and I'm like, it's like delicate movement, man. I tell you, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty scary stuff. Yeah. I definitely won't be doing it when I'm 17. Let's put it that no. way. But it costs the earth because nowadays you have to get scaffolding. scaffolding. Costs you 10 grand at least. I know. And you have to do it pretty. For, say for the first five, six years with Cedar, you have to do it every year. Mm. So it costs me 10 grand. There's no way to What time of the year do you. So you did it Christmas, New Year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lock in that holiday each year. Yep. So just. <laughs> <laughs> So did that, John, pretty manly. Um, did a lot of walks. We did at Mount Roy with Porno. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did Ben Lomas. Ben Lomas. Ben Lomas. Lomas, Lomas, sorry. And uh, Queenstown. It's a beautiful walk, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We ran that on Epicamp, didn't we? We got lost. Yeah, we did get lost, didn't yeah. we? I was telling Joe about it. It's the that. longest run I've ever done in my life. I think we were out there four and a half hours or yeah. something like that. We ended up coming on the backside of Queenstown, didn't we? We did. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking I was running, oh, rest in peace, Chris McIntyre. Yep, yeah, yeah, I was thinking it was of him. Um, and who was the who was the guy who was the old guy who was a real outback runner? Remember the Epic Camp? Um, old guy, kind of Texas guy, lovely guy. John Drury, maybe. Yeah, maybe it was John Drury. Mm. Yeah, because he was a he was a mountain goat. Yeah, him, him Gordo and I took off. Yeah, yeah, we got lost and yeah, it's good times. So did that, and then uh, that's pretty much it, John. That's pretty much it. Hopefully I'll be here next week in one piece without broken arms and broken legs. You don't want to get injured, mate. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to break your shoulder. Don't do it. Be careful just, out there. I am going to be quite careful, which is going to mean I'm going to be out there for quite a while. Yeah. Hey. Patron of the show, Kylie Cox, is also doing it. Oh, good luck, Kylie. Hmm. What's she a hot chick? Well, you call her that. I'm. I'm what did I go <laughs> hey. with? I went with. Uh, no, she agreed. We gave her the, the choice. Colonel. The Colonel. <laughs> you didn't say the Colonel, did you? Colonel. <laughs> okay, let's wrap it up. I'm Russ. I'm Vinod. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. kaha.